Hello everyone and welcome to the 107 podcast with myself, Jacob, and my co-host Ash, who this week isn't here. It's just me. You will be stuck with just me for today. Um, It's going to be a relatively short one. Um, Ash is away on holiday and obviously we have Vegas this week. Absolutely massive for F1, whether or not you love it or hate it. It's happening this week regardless. So I am here on my own to go through that essentially. Um, I do have a couple of notes from Ash which I will share when I do or we do our predictions but I hope you stick with me regardless of whether or not you came here for Ash's smooth voice or any uh, visual watchers on YouTube or whatever whether or not you came here for his luscious hair. Regardless, hello everyone and thank you very much for joining us again. So yes, this week we are in Vegas and there's been a decent amount to talk about. I'm sure if you, well, unless you live under a rock, uh, there's obviously been quite a few different bits and pieces around track temperatures and it potentially being the coldest temperature Grand Prix ever and stuff like that. It's it's absolutely mad. Um, But in all honesty, I don't know what on earth is going to happen this weekend. It could be absolutely awful. It could be the best race since sliced bread. Uh, Who knows? In in all honesty, it's going to be mental i think um i'm really looking forward to the cringe fest which will obviously be the opening ceremony that's always going to be an interesting one to to keep an eye on um and one thing i would say is double check your timings i know i say it all the time but please double check if you want to watch fp1 when that starts when quali is it's not sprint race weekend so we don't have to worry about that um and so yeah just please do double check exactly when the sessions are um, I think for most people in the UK or Europe, the timings are very similar to the Japanese Grand Prix, so it's an early one. Um, but, you know, please do double check. So, we have a couple of bits I want to talk about. Uh, one of those is the build-up to the Grand Prix itself, and then we'll talk about the Grand Prix too. One thing I actually really wanted to talk about was the Ferrari livery. If you've missed that, they've gone red and white, and it looks amazing. The race suits look brilliant too. The whole um, rear wing is white as well, which is awesome. Um, And yeah, no, that looks absolutely fantastic. Um, And you can actually play that this weekend in the F1 23 game, which is also free on any platform. So it's on free on PC, Xbox, and PlayStation. Uh, for anyone to try this weekend, it is free to download. So if you haven't downloaded that, you can and you can play for free if for some reason you don't have it already. Um, or if you just want to give it a go, you know, I imagine that there will probably be some sort of sale, you know, reasonably soon afterwards if you then decided to to buy the product itself. Um, so that's been really cool. Uh, McLaren have a special livery thanks to Jack Daniels as well, uh, which I also quite like too. It's a little bit like the um, Shadow McLaren livery as well, a lot of black or a lot more black as well, uh, which is really, really cool. Um, and then Alpine have launched a special livery as well, uh, which is um, with like Palace, I think is the brand. I can't remember off the top of my head, but that is also going to look pretty cool. Williams have launched a special livery too, um, which I'm not actually the biggest fan of, to be completely honestly. Completely honest, it's not, you know, I don't know. I just felt like they were missing a trick by doing something else. Um, it's not the best livery in the world. Um, and I would have preferred them to actually just crack on with the normal livery to be honest with you um and then i think obviously red bull have released their livery too they actually um brought their car in into a nightclub um off the ceiling they like craned it in or like dropped it in off the ceiling 
which is very, very cool. Very Vegas, very over the top. Loved it. Absolutely brilliant. Um, and the car looks fantastic. It reminds me, and a lot of other people have said this, this is in no way an original thought, uh, but it also reminds me of the Infinity style Red Bull that we were used to seeing back in the days. So that's also a very cool, almost like a callback, I would say, you know. Um, so that's also very, very nice too. Um, and then the other thing I want to talk about, uh, which doesn't involve Red Bull, but it does involve Williams and Ferrari, two teams I've already spoken about, and Alpine, another team I've already spoken about. Um, oh God, who was the other one? How have I forgotten? It was because I'm going to talk about the Netflix Cup. Uh, the Netflix Cup was a golf tournament where Carlos, Lando, um, uh, Pierre, uh, Pierre, oh yeah, Alpine, that was the other one I was forgetting. Uh, Pierre and Alex Albon were all paired up with professional golfers. I am not even going to attempt to name the golfers because I could not tell you off the top of my head. Um, but they had like a golf tournament. Carlos Steins ended up winning in the end. Sorry, spoiler alert, if you hadn't watched it. Um, I watched the first hour or so um, with breakfast, and I'll be completely honest, the production level, it was like a, an episode of this podcast. It was amateur hour, in complete honesty. Um, I have no idea how difficult it is to obviously manage, you know, a, um, a, on, a, like a live broadcast. It must be ridiculous, but the sound quality just wasn't great, um, and it was all a bit odd. But I did enjoy... You know, seeing a couple of the drivers, uh, I wouldn't say relaxed, but in a bit more of a casual situation. Um, Carlos obviously dropping the trophy was absolutely brilliant. Um, again, that would have been all over social media. I can't believe he did it. Um, yeah, it's just it's just funny. It just is funny. There's no other way around it, um, which is great. Um, but I, I think the fair play to Netflix for, for giving it a go. And it was also really, really interesting to see how they were using the Sphere um and the sphere obviously is the big circular globe screen thing um which has popped up recently in vegas i'm sure you probably know about it they also have another one being planned uh in london as well i don't know exactly where that's actually going to be or what the stage of it is but they have one in vegas and the drivers will actually be driving around the thing itself if you've driven it on the game or if you've seen you know photos of the track you would have actually seen that it's going to essentially be part of the track, which is mad. Um, they're going to be showing replays on it, statistics, stuff like that, as far as I know. But it was really interesting to see how Netflix used it during the Netflix Cup, because that gave a little bit of insight as to how it's going to be displayed during the race and during the race weekend. So I'm sure during FP1, they'll be testing things out and stuff like that. But F1 have hired it out for the entirety of um, like so every single session it will be playing bits and pieces. So, yeah. And apparently, I think inside, they're going to be doing some cool stuff as well, um, which is absolutely mad because the the U2 concert, although, you know, I'm not, I'm not a fan of U2 in any way, shape, or form, but the U2 concerts that they were doing inside looked visually incredible. It looks absolutely insane. So it's going to be very interesting to see how, you know, how they utilize that during the race. So... Speaking of the race, uh, it's it's going to be interesting because the track temperature is just not really going to be there, apparently, uh, which is going to make it really, really interesting for all of these sharp corners and on a track which nobody really knows. 
Um, and so I'm predicting either one of two things is going to happen during the race. It is either going to be red flag after red flag after red flag, because from the looks of things as well, if you crash, you are in the way. There's no, there's not really like that many runoff areas or anything like that. So it's going to be super dangerous to carry on racing or under virtual safety cars with you know debris everywhere and stuff like that so i'd imagine that there's probably going to be quite a few red flags in complete honesty i think what did we see during australia i think it was the record of like three or four or something this could level or even match that um i joked with with a follower that we have on instagram if you aren't following on it, us on instagram please do go ahead and give us a follow on instagram uh patrick shout out patrick uh get your reps in mate come on hurry up um uh, so <laughs> um finish the set be a man come on do it uh yeah no so patrick and i we were having a little bit of a conversation and you're more than welcome anyone is more than welcome to shoot us a message on instagram uh either ash or myself will respond um even when he's in egypt which shows the dedication but not dedicated enough to to show up or whatever to this recording so idiot um I'm joking. I miss your hair. So the, so so yeah. So with oh my god, I've completely lost my train of thought. That's what happens when you're on your own. You don't really have anyone else to fill the void. Anyway, so with red flags, found my found my point again. Uh, with red flags, it could either be a red flag fest. Um, it could be like trying to call your ex. It could be absolutely ridiculous, or it will go the other way and it will just be really really boring because nobody will want to take the risk of crashing. And then Max will win, obviously, because obviously he'll win. Um, it's going to be a particularly interesting weekend. Um, I think some nice touches are going to be the um, the the little touches around the like curbs around the corners with the aces and clubs, diamonds, hearts on it. That's very very cool. I really like that. Um, and I think that the the race itself is going to be very interesting in terms of like you know actually who finishes where and stuff like that um i think that because i think a third of the track is that one straight along the strip which is wild um i think that cars like red bull and williams will probably do pretty well maybe even ferrari um and probably actually ferrari and haas they eat through their tires quite quickly um which probably means more tire temperatures that so they could actually be ones to watch this weekend um but yeah so it's it's not going to be a particularly great race for draggy cars um which is you know a shame for mclaren but you know let's wait and see uh but yeah i I have a funny feeling that williams will probably do well um let's see how you know daniel ricardo does i think it's going to be amazing to see him driving this weekend and seeing exactly what he does um but yeah no i i think that the racing should hopefully be interesting i think there will inevitably be crashes nobody knows the track very well um and fingers crossed you know nothing bad obviously happens um but let's just hope for an interesting race you know i think that the cringe fest um of the opening ceremony is going to be interesting regardless um quali should hopefully mix things up a little bit with the track temperatures and not really knowing the track so maybe there will be some drivers who you know adapt better to certain tracks than others um it's a street circuit maybe sergio perez will remember who he is and put it on pole who knows um it's it should hopefully be semi-interesting um but obviously uh, ash and i will be back uh next week monday i think uh maybe even sunday because the because the race is so so early so we could potentially even do it during the day 
But we will obviously review the Grand Prix. Um, and there are a couple of topics that I will cover with him in a little bit more detail and I won't cover too much now, such as the reaction that the public um, in Vegas have been experiencing in terms of race preparation and like disruption because obviously they've resurfaced the roads they've you know charged bars or tried to charge bars a stupid amount of money just because they have a view of the the race um the hotel situation apparently like they were charging people a ridiculous amount of money and then not so many people have actually turned up so it's it's not looking very good um, the fact that some TV production companies were looking to hire F1 fans is just a bit insane as well, um, either to make the place look busy or just to be in the background of shots and stuff like that. Ridiculous, honestly. Um, I did see something called Logan Sargent did a meetup with Duracell. That was quite cool. Um, and I think that a lot of events like that will be happening um i think charles leclerc is at like an esports event on wednesday night which would be as i'm recording this or a couple of hours after i record this so that's going to be kind of interesting to see maybe if something else comes out of that we've obviously had the netflix cup as well so it feels like there's a lot of media going on and that's again something that i will i will discuss a little bit more um with ash uh, and then something non-Vegas related before I go with the predictions that myself and Ash have, have got um, is that in a kind of heartwarming story, or at least it is for me, um, I am, was, still am, a big fan of Ken Block. The legacy that he has left is absolutely ridiculous. Um, and there aren't very many people who have left a mark on the car community um, and racing community as, as he's done. Um, and so to see his daughter, uh, Leah Block, being given a shot for Williams in F1 Academy next year as the, I, th I believe, the second driver to be confirmed for F1 Academy next year is so heartwarming and so lovely to see. Um, and she's there on merit. I don't want anyone thinking that she's not there or that she's there because she's not qualified or good enough. She is there on merit, and she is a very, very skilled racing driver. So I'm very interested to see how well she does next year in F1 Academy. Um, and if for some wild reason she's listening or she hears this, a huge congratulations and um, best of luck for F1 Academy next season, obviously. Um, I hope you absolutely smash it. Um, and also, if you don't use racing number 43, then I, I think that would be a real shame. I think you kind of have to use 43, unless for some reason they choose numbers, um, like specific numbers, um, for whatever reason, then I would be very sad to see her not use 43. Um, yeah, I think it, it let's be honest, for, for a lot of reasons, it just makes sense. Um, but yes, just some very nice news. Um, then predictions i do have ash's predictions ahead of me ahead of me in front of me um and he has obviously predicted the podium and i will predict the podium as well uh, so he has said that the race order top three will be max sergio carlos and i kind of agree with him but again with sergio i'm not entirely sure and just to be interesting I will go with a slightly different approach. Uh, and I will say uh, Max to win. And then I will say Carlos second and Sergio third. Um, but that's only because I don't really have 100% faith in Sergio, to be completely honest. But 
those are my predictions. Those are Ash's predictions. Um, if you want to send us your predictions on Instagram or whatever, please feel free. Um, but I'm going to wrap up the podcast now. If you haven't subscribed or on YouTube or if you haven't followed us on Spotify, please do. It really does help out. Um, and both Ash uh, and myself do really, really appreciate all of the support you've been you've been giving us. Um, and of course. It won't just be me next time. It will also be Ash. Ash will return. We haven't had some sort of fight. He is simply on holiday in Egypt. That's it. Um, So he will be back for the race and obviously back for the next podcast. So thank you very much for listening. Uh, I hope you've enjoyed. Please do subscribe to us. It means a lot. And uh, yeah, let's hope for a good race weekend. Let's hope for some cringe. And I will see you all next week. Cheers, everyone.